Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Earhammer Podcast. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming back to the podcast and hanging out and listening. Um, like I always say, you know, go out onto social media, check out all the Earhammer Records sites, uh, go, to, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, um, check out Twitter, and, you know, that way you can follow events coming up, things happening with bands, et cetera, et cetera. And you can always become a Patreon uh, member and help support the record label and the podcast by going to Earhammer Records Patreon. And um, if you do that, super cool. You get some stuff sent to you, and I'd appreciate appreciate that a ton. Um, with that being said, though, get that, that stuff out of the way. Uh, I have a very important guest down here today, uh, a Mr. Ray Flanagan, singer-songwriter, um, killer musician, and somebody that I don't know a lot about. So I've had... Uh, for those of those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know that I have a lot of people down here that I that I kind of know some have some history with, or I know, you know, a bit of their past. Uh, and with Ray, I don't know much about Ray Flanagan, but so this is going to be a real fun podcast because I'm I'm very eager to get down to the nitty gritty and learn about Ray. Check it out. So Ray, hey, thanks for coming down to the podcast, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, right on. So, okay, I saw you play at the Winchester, mm-hmm. and you were just playing. It's just you and acoustic, mm-hmm. right? Um, you've been doing. Was it open mic or was it a Monday? It was a Monday. Oh, that was a crazy night, kind of. So okay. Yeah, yeah. So is that you've been you've been <clears throat> doing that for a while, right? Mm-hmm. You've been doing like the last Monday of every month. Is that right? Yeah, um, in different ways. I did it a few years ago leading up to um, like this record that I put out. It was like I would release a single and do a last Monday gig there and have like a special guest. And then um, COVID happened and I kind of, obviously COVID happened. And then, uh, so then I've been, yeah, I guess like all last year, I think I did that. And I'm going to do it this year again too. So uh, Winchester's kind of like, my home base because I host open mic there on Tuesdays and then I play brunch there once a month and I play a Monday there a month too. So oh, right it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I do a lot of stuff there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, I, I I discovered, I just went in there on a random day. I know. I remember you though. Do cause, you? Cause, well, because I didn't, because it was like a lot of people I knew and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't recognize you, but you were paying attention. So oh, I was yeah. like, I don't know, that's cool, you know? So I was kind of, like, conscious of that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was paying attention because And I then it's like, funny, when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, that was that dude that was sitting at the Winchester. <laughs> oh, I somehow, no. I, like, knew. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. wow, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were paying attention, too. <laughs> you I like, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I, I mean... When people I, start throwing things, I have to duck out of the way, yeah. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw you, and, you know, like, I, I feel like I'm probably... Ooh, we got a little backup delay here, Jeremy. You catch that? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa, that was trippy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like I came into Winchester just because I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab some food and a beer, and mm-hmm. I, I did. I and didn't you live I didn't, over there. I live nearby, mm-hmm. and and I I didn't know that that you. I was the first time I was exposed to you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, who's this dude with this like with these killer songs <laughs> and this killer voice? And I was like, blown away. Like wow! I, thanks. I was like, <laughs> I was an instant fan, and um, and that's why I was like, I gotta get this dude to come down the podcast because I want to know more about you. So <laughs> I appreciate that a lot because you know a lot of people stick into their circles and don't like reach out to people that they don't, you know, that they aren't in their their little uh, microcosm of Cleveland music or whatever. That's that is kind of true, huh? I mean, like. Um, people need to branch out more than, you mm-hmm. know, that, but I think you're right. Like that is kind of the case in a lot of scenarios, you know, like it's a tight knit group or click. Or it's scene. funny. Cause I feel like I, I know a lot of people and then it's like, I still like there's entire like groups of people that I, that I don't know at all, you know? And I, and yeah. I'm not, I guess I'm not, I'm not really in like the punk or metal world yeah. as much. Um, so, 
So there's definitely people that I only bump into like at a rehearsal room or something like that. Sure. But um, so that's kind of a cool yeah. segue into, or an easy segue into what I want to. I want to ask you like, how do you? How would you describe if you? I bet just met you at you know a store and I or or a bar and I was like, oh, you're a musician. Mm. What kind of music do you play? I just call it rock and roll music, is yeah. what I call it. Um, and my, but it's very. Uh, you say that that means something different to everybody, I guess. Sure. But but I, in my way of looking at it, I love. Um, I guess uh, pretty more like traditional rock and roll music, like stuff that's 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 coming through. Um, you know, like Chuck Berry and Little Richard and uh, the Rolling Stones and 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 um. And, and and stuff that's connected to old blues music, I guess, because um, there's a way of that. Like I love Mississippi John Hurt. That's like one of my favorite musicians. Um, there's a way of like using the guitar to accompany yourself, especially when I'm doing a solo thing like that, mm-hmm. like where you saw me. Um, that I just feel is like I don't know. There's there, I, I draw on that sort of for guidance and inspiration often. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I can hear it in the songs. Like, I'm like, like this dude is definitely tapped into, like, rock and roll from another era, you mm-hmm. know, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear Stones. I hear Beatles. I hear uh, old blues. Are you a little country, maybe? Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I, I definitely love... I, I love lots of, uh, you know, American Roots music stuff. Yeah. So it's like... Uh, but, I, but, but in a way where it's like... I like that older stuff, mm-hmm. and I love songs. Is my most that's that's really like songwriting and and melodies are really like the things that I'm after, and I, the thing that I think gets can get lost in a lot of like modern things that are posing to be roots music or something like that. But it's like more there's just a lot of aesthetic things where it's not mm-hmm. to me a song is a melody. Everything else about it can change, but it's like. I don't know. You just hear, I just feel like there's a lot of things with uh, recording technology and and production that there's things that are popular that are more about aesthetic things than they are actually about like a melody or, or a lyric. You know, because oh, I, I, I've been, yeah, I, I also kind of been yeah, I've been trying to trying to draw on some like like, like uh, old old standards and stuff because I'm sort of mystified by that. Sure. So I'm, that's sort of like a place I've been digging around in a little bit lately, but um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not good at a. I just say rock and roll music because yeah. it, to me it encompasses, you know, and and whatever you hear, you know, it's like, you know, somebody somebody can come up to me and be like, oh, you sound like James Taylor, or somebody, <laughs> and then another person like somebody be like, oh, you reminds me of Kid Rock or something. It's like. <laughs> People sometimes people don't know what they're talking about. They just if they compare it to anything, they're they're giving you a compliment. You just got to accept whatever right, right. their angle is from what their experience is. You know, they're comparing you to whatever they know. they know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> I yeah, that was one of the cool things of listening to your your like library of music was <clears throat> I hear so many influences. And like even even stuff like sometimes I'm like I'm like I bet he likes Alice Cooper like you know like- sure I mean when I was younger yeah I, I definitely like Alice Cooper like uh, I think uh, I think Only Women Bleed is an incredible song I, I like I kind of like yeah Alice Cooper like that that 70s mm-hmm. stuff when Glenn Buxton was on guitar and stuff right. I, I do like Alice Cooper <laughs> but you know I was trying to explain your music to somebody and I'm like I'm like sometimes it's it's like classic rock sounding. Sometimes it's super folky rock sounding. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's even pop rock sounding. Like, mm-hmm. I, and what's I think really cool about that though is, like we you said, it's about a melody. It's mm-hmm. about the song, right? So whatever suits that song, you come up with that. That's the important part. Sometimes it should be. Yeah, I think that's I know, but great. a song is like it can always the it, the thing like about my thing about that melody statement is that it's it's the melody can always. It, that's what a song is in terms of my philosophy in general of how I'm looking at stuff that I'm writing is melody is a thing that can't change and 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 everything else can change like the chords can change the feel can change the genre can change the, but across but you know like 
that's one thing I noticed, especially I noticed that like <clears throat> in jazz as well, like guys, they'll do some crazy reharm of some song, but you can't touch the melody because then you ch- it's a different song at that point. So, right. you know, you could change the beat, you could change all these things, but yeah. Yeah, I get that totally. Um, so, okay. But you play with a band a lot of times too. So when I mm-hmm. saw you, it was just you and an acoustic mm-hmm. and, and it was great. Um, that kind of probably allowed just, uh, your songwriting to just kind of come through, right? Cause there's no, whatever genre it is, just you and an acoustic at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so when you do play with a band, is it a set group of people you work with or is it yeah. kind of they rotating or? No, it's me. Yeah. It's, it's my brother Russ plays drums and plays keys too. Sometimes, uh, um, he recently sort of moved to drums <clears throat> Because we've just had so many problems with drummers over the years. Yeah. But um, um, and then Anthony Papaleo plays guitar and sings. Uh, my friend Joe Boda plays bass, and then Dave Shaw plays guitar or plays. Some guys play different instruments and things depending on what we're doing. But mm-hmm. um, and then Dave Shaw is also a great recording engineer. Um, so uh, and those are my guys. Yeah, like my yeah, it's one of them's my brother Joe and Anthony. I've lived with for like five years. Um. And then Dave, I've been friends with since high school. So, right yeah, uh, and it's part of the reason I don't do more with the band too, is because like that's my guys, and like they have other stuff going on, you know. So it's like, um, but I don't like really want to just hire guns, you know. I, re- I, yeah. I those are my friends, those are my guys. So that's what I. They're also my band. <laughs> to be a little more fun that way. Yeah, you're... it is not fun. Like, why are you doing it? Kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's that's the right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. <laughs> it should be fun. Or me, I'd rather go work in a mail room than have music be the thing that's not, you know, that's giving me that bad feeling in my stomach where I'm showing up with a dark cloud over my head. It should be inspiring always, even to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So, do you? How often do you play shows with the full with the full band? Not very often. Okay, which is kind of what I'm talking about. But yeah. it's like, um, I would say like we played. We played the Winchester in December because um, I had done this project that I started during COVID where I released uh, a single every month. Um, I did it for two years, and I looked at them like digital 45s where there's like an A side and a B side. So mm-hmm. I released two songs a month for two years, and I and I kind of like did this wrap-up show at the Winchester because um, I decided to stop that project because it was started because COVID and then COVID's kind of like we're coming out of that. So uh, to me, it also makes sense for that to end. And then I kind of want to make a full rank- length record this year. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, with the band, it depends. You know, it's just like like sometimes I do trio stuff. The band is five guys. Um, uh, Ray Flanagan and the Mean Machines is what the name of the band is. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just always – play a lot by myself because that's how I can make money. Sure. <laughs> and I still don't make money, but it's how I can avoid, yeah. you know, having an adult job um, <laughs> right, and right. still have free time to... The thing is, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in, a, like, a lot of bars and restaurants all the time, uh, so I go eat shit for three hours, and then I can have the rest of my time to be <laughs> creative, you know, or be lazy or whatever I want to do, you know, but right. that's where I'm at right now, but I would like to... Um, I'm I'm sort of like trying to work on this year. I've been doing that for a while now. I've been playing full time, um, just like gigging since like 2016. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like the the shift to trying to figure out h- how to monetize art, which doesn't make any sense really. Mm-hmm. It's like my I make money off gigging, but I would like it to be more off of like an audience that. Yeah. is more consistently supporting my output, you know. Yeah, I get that. But sure. I don't know I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that. <laughs> uh, something to strive for. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the skills for it, dude. I you know, I I could see that working out for you. <laughs> keep keep plugging away at it. Yeah, um, the only thing I know is like you just go every it, you know, it could be easy to feel like you're treading water sometimes. It's like every year I turn around and go, good thing I didn't stop. Because you, sure. you you turn around and look where you were a year ago and you're like, 
if you didn't stop, you're like, oh, I didn't make progress. Mm -hmm. So just keep doing that. And hopefully that, you know, it's like, that's the best I can figure. Just don't stop, you know. I could be a little probably more intentional about career moves or something. But in my opinion, I don't really feel that's my job. I feel like it's a full-time mental commitment to yeah. writing songs and, ma- and making art because you just have to pay attention all the time to that. And it's like, I don't really want to do anything else. So sure. <laughs> the fact that I don't have, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm sort of trying to have a start to have a team around me that can do other jobs because mm, <laughs> I would good. like to play out of town more, you know, and sure. stuff. And, and I'm like... I get enough work in town that I get complacent and I just be like, fine, I'm just because I just want to write songs. So if I'm able to do that, I don't really care about (laughs) anything else until I start complaining about it. You know, then I go like, God, I wish I was, you know, I don't know how to get out and do this or that or whatever. But yeah, I'll be like, you know, like like we were talking about earlier with band members, as long as as it's still, you're still having fun and you're still inspired and you're still Mm -hmm. enjoying it, right? Like, why not do it? And then hope for the best mm-hmm. as far as what comes along and falls into your lap based on your focus and drive on being creating the art, mm-hmm. and let, right? And like let let everything else fall into place as long as you're. I mean, you're out there putting your you're putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. Yeah, but yeah. It's tough though. It's a tough balance. It is and it isn't. I don't really know. I just do what I love basically, and then yeah. I, I don't. It's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know if people are paying attention or not, and it doesn't really matter to me because <laughs> that's because I can make I my rent. So yeah, that's I mean that's the best <laughs> attitude to have. I think I think. Um, so uh, let's go back a little way so so listeners can learn a little bit like where you came from. Okay, are, are you, were you born and raised in Cleveland? I'm from Medina, Ohio. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Cloverleaf High School. Right um, on. Grew up around a lot of cows and goats and things. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I've just always, uh, since I was little, been interested in music. So I don't, I, I don't really know. Well, I, I started playing like seriously when I was like eleven, and I was actually into like a lot of metal, like uh, like like Randy Rhodes is like my, the reason I started playing guitar, and Sweet. and I was like. Uh, yeah, so I I played a lot of metal stuff and and a lot of like classic metal stuff, you know, Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and Judas Priest and um and then uh and then I was like a prog rock nerd in high school um and played in bands. I uh, I used to when I I used to do the high school rock off when I was in high school. Yeah. Which is funny cuz um I actually it was a cool thing because I, I met a lot of uh, other musicians like Dave Shaw that still plays with me. I met him there, and he went to a different high school, and I would have never met him probably had I not done that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I just, I guess when I graduated high school, I made my mom cry by not going to college and then decided I was going to, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just started coming to Cleveland and, trying to go to open mics and jams and things and meet musicians and and then i you know figured out there's this whole community of working musicians in cleveland and i was like well i'm gonna try and figure out how to do that and um and that's how i the short <laughs> the short yeah. of it how i end up doing what i'm doing now was there had to been some kind of transition for you as far as like what you're interested in right to go from like thrash metal and like old school metal was it just mm. where you just dive in and start learning as much as you could about rock and music, rock music in general? Well, I think when I was a kid, I grew up around like my mom just listened to the radio. So it was like a lot of Tim McGraw and Shania Twain and <laughs> whatever, whatever was on the radio in like the late 90s, early 2000s. A lot of that radio country music and a lot of that. And then my dad um, is like a Bruce Springsteen fan. So I had all those records and like ZZ Top Eliminator. So mm-hmm. I was exposed more to that kind of stuff. I feel like the metal thing was like just where my, you know, once you hit puberty, it has to go somewhere. <laughs> and, and for me, it was yeah. like into like shredding yeah. guitar. So it was like, um, 
which I'm thankful for, you know, because it could go all kinds of other places. So it's, but, sure. but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I just, the, the more I started to learn, the more music I learned, I started to just, I guess, see connections of like, uh, music history and, and, and how, uh, there's a, there's a reliability to understanding like where things come from and there's, and there's a reliability to, it's like, uh, I guess for me, I started to realize like, Oh, I I think I'm doing this or playing this weird chord or something. And I think it's original or it's like, no, it's usually don't know what you're doing. And to think that, we we have this whole wealth of recorded music from the last 100 some years it's like to think that i'm it, it's like you know we all feel the same like 10 emotions or whatever we all mm-hmm. feel so it's like what to me i started to just kind of go like and being around a lot of singer songwriters i'm like you're not really special cuz you're sad you're not really special cuz you're happy it's like it's like we all feel these things and i and i and i'm not saying that in a way of to begrudge anybody of expressing themselves it's just that i start to realize like well what makes like take a certain song or like a Ray Charles song or a Beatles song or something be like what makes this song you know every song's about I love you or you broke my heart and like why are some of them suck and some of them right. don't and and just kind of trying to understand the technical things about songs and how they function um, and then and understanding um, how other people have expressed themselves through music in effective ways so that so that I can do it reliably to where it's not just like a, you know a guessing game or like I didn't I, I start to notice that about things like I love Tom Petty you know uh, and I feel like from studying his music it's like realizing like you know you figure out like you know, it's like, so I grew up like with my dad's Bruce Springsteen records, which like leads to like, okay, you find like Sam Cooke and James Brown and then on one side, and then you find like Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie on another side. And then, you know, you follow those guys back and you find like the old blues stuff or you find Hank Williams, or you find these, and that lineage of like the way things develop, that's kind of the, I look at it as like whatever genre or medium you're working in, it's like you're standing on other people's shoulders in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you have to be like clinical historian about it. It's just, I guess, mining the past for things, trying to find things that are relevant to me in the present in my life and with my experience and trying to incorporate those things yeah. and just be educated about what it is I'm doing if I'm going to be serious about it, you know? Well, your mom might've been disappointed you didn't go to college, but <laughs> you did your, you did, you put the work in to learn more about your craft and, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, a daily thing, you know. You, you should have a little degree. You could hang up on the hang up on the wallet. You like you did that research. The the bands you liked and who inspired them and who inspired them and where mm-hmm. does it come from and what are they? Yeah, dude. There's so much. There's so much there mm-hmm. to learn from and yeah, that makes a big difference. I think and and it sounds to me that like you take songwriting very seriously. And I sort of look at it as. M- 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 my practice, like my way of life, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. yeah. It shows, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's, yeah, I think, I think that's such a great thing, dude. Like there's a, a, you know, um, to be able to put that work in and study it in a way, mm-hmm. but it's something you're passionate about too. So you're not like just, you're not studying things that you don't. You know, right. Yeah. Um, it goes a long way. <laughs> so you're like, hell yeah, I want to know more about this to make my craft better. Yeah, that's yeah. I was want to be, I want to be able to express how I feel accurately. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to also make stuff that I like. Sure. You know, because sometimes you may feel and if it's like, I don't want to, and I've made my fair share of songs that I don't like. You know, I mean, it's sure. like I think you sort of have to. I sort of think you gotta in any in anything. Sometimes you gotta, you know, it, it, with songs as an example, it's like maybe you gotta write a hundred songs that aren't great before you write one that you're like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, 
for sure. You know, it's 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 uh at least for me, you know, I'm not Stevie Wonder where I was just a freak at what six years old or whatever, but sure. you know, um uh <clears throat> yeah, it, it's uh it's it's I I look at it as a way of life. It's like you know twenty four seven. My brain is just there. Whether I'm, it's not I'm not always writing, mm-hmm. but I'm always kind of just on. Sure, and being open to like, you know, because a lot of times the best ideas come when you're like in the shower or just driving around or something. It's like not always like but with sitting. Honestly, sitting with a guitar, I often I don't really write with a guitar very often. Because I feel because I can play, it would become sometimes it becomes too much about <clears throat> the guitar itself and not about the song. So it's like if I can get away with and then apply the guitar to the idea yeah. later, um, I, I, I work like that a lot. But it's just I don't know. It's uh, to me, I know I'm getting like a lot in the weeds here, but it's kind of it's it's just a headspace to be in, you know. So would you say you approach your songwriting more and you'll you'll come up with an idea or like a melody or at least a, or a, some kind of verse structure in your head first and you're yeah, like oh kinda, I'm yeah gonna, and then flesh it out on guitar kind of yeah um okay. I, I write like I just kind of do it and then part of that work of studying the history and the craft of it and, and the function and form of songs is 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 you're setting yourself up it's like staying in shape so that when that lightning bolt of inspiration comes, you get it hopefully right as it comes to you. Mm-hmm. And then you, I've, I guess I'm saying I try to write very fast. Sure. I don't belabor songs because I feel like sometimes you can feel that something was belabored over mm-hmm. and I want it to feel kind of spontaneous like and get and, and, and not have any fat on it and be kind of right to the point. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's set, it's setting yourself up to to kind of be a conduit for that and 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 the more you know about what you're doing the more you're gonna you know it's like being in shape you know if you're gonna get in the ring it's like yeah. you better be in shape or, or you're not it's, it's the same principle applies right. I think to to creativity in general yeah for sure I, I agree with that you can't write a book if you don't read books you know I don't think right probably if you're not. not like you might be able to write one you get lucky and you have because <laughs> it's two things yeah. There's two things to it. I guess there's another side to it, which is um, your knowledge of what you're doing and then your life experience. Because sometimes it's like sometimes something happens to you and that experience or, you know, if somebody's had a a hard life or something, it's like listening to a lot of that old blues stuff. Sometimes those guys, I mean, they they don't know what I'm wouldn't know what I'm talking about in terms of like studying this and that but it's like for me it's like i i feel like i have to because i don't it's like i've had a pretty i just love music i've had a pretty good life so far you know but it's like uh uh sometimes um experience can drive creativity as well sure but it's a combination of those two things and they it needs to be both because when somebody also is just like working in a traditional genre or something, which I don't feel like I do. I just pull from things that inspire me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it it can feel a little cl- clinical or something. I don't know how I used that word before. But, yeah. uh, but no, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you... All right, so you moved from Medina to Lakewood mm-hmm. at some point? Yeah. Right, because you knew that it was kind of more happening for like... <laughs> Bands uh, or musicians at least being able to like make it work. Yeah. Right? Um, and I was just driving here a lot. So, and, and, and I grew up like kind of bouncing between Cleveland, Akron, and Kent music scenes. Okay. Cause I was in Medina, so I didn't really feel like, which is a funny thing now. Um, I've been in Lakewood for uh, like six years, close to, or yeah, like five and a half. And, uh, I mean, I've been coming here a lot longer than that, but mm-hmm. I could see Lakewood. I'm used to being in like a more rural area and stuff. So it's like 45 minutes from everywhere. So even like that East West Cleveland thing, I'm like, I'm, 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 I've always been like, it's kind of stupid. It's only 20 minutes. What do you guys <laughs> don't want to go over there? For? And it's like, yeah. but, but, but I, but it's like the, the long, now that I've been in Lakewood, it's like, it's pretty convenient. There's a lot of <laughs> stuff. I don't really need to go all, 
too far most of the time. Um, but I, yeah, I just once and, and once I started working, it just made sense for me to move to to Cleveland, and mm-hmm. um, I, I like being closer to you know that i've never lived this close to this many people before and stuff and i like that how walkable it is um yeah uh, but yeah so yeah i i i i i love cleveland and i feel like it's my it's 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 it's, it's gonna be it's my home base for that's how i want to set my <laughs> i want to i want to get a house in the next like five years and mm-hmm. and have and have a, and be and be here yeah know? yeah awesome and you um did do you lend some of your skills to other projects around town too? Like, did you play guitar mm-hmm. in some other? T- yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, there was a point where I was in like seven bands. I and I play like on a lot of people's records and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I do. That's part of my work, you know. I I, I sort of also made a conscious decision. Uh. When I sort of like went full time and stuff, I kind of, I don't, I, I don't want to really be like someone else's guitar player, really. You know, it's like sure. I, I love playing on records, but like in terms of, I'm, it's, it's too much energy, you know, and it's not good for anybody if I'm being pulled in all these different directions, sure. you know. So, but yeah, I do. I play, I, but I, I do guitar gigs still. Sometimes people ask me, um, and I like, uh, and and I do a lot of like, not a lot because Cleveland, Cleveland a lot, not mm-hmm. like Nashville a lot, but like <laughs> right. you know pl- playing on people's records around town. Um, especially like a lot of I think songwriters reach out to me. Um, in that sort of like world, just because they I, a lot of them just know me because <laughs> I'm around. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the most the biggest things you could do is just be around. You meet a ton of people. When just you're hang out. out. You know, I just hang out at open mics or hang out at shows. Just hang out. You know, like. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, I think. It's like, hang out and don't be an asshole, basically. <laughs> like, get along with people. Then if you're talented, like, that will show. But it's like, you know, I sometimes you hear people complaining about this or that. It's like, yeah, but I never see you out at uh-huh. this. So it's like, that's why. It don't matter how good you are at this or that. People aren't going to think, you know, it's like, at least on the local scene level, it's like, yeah. showing up is like 50% of it. <laughs> it does make a difference, mm-hmm. you know, to be a part of it. You get net, the networking, the like you said, meeting people. That's how opportunities arise. Yeah, sure. and feeling like, and 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 hopefully, just by showing up, it's like that thing of like you're, you know, whether it's an open mic or somebody else's show or jam or whatever. It's like just that you're supporting mm-hmm. others, and that maybe we support each other enough that we can have we can cultivate some functioning scene you know i'm sure you yeah. know that from your you know <laughs> your experience in in in, mm-hmm. in the in the worlds that you've worked in so yeah, absolutely yeah that makes a huge difference it helps um but you're right sometimes people don't you know they just kind of hide out in there which i get if you're uh you know an introvert and you don't yeah and like i go to be back, and, people. I go back yeah. and forth I, I sort of feel like uh but it's harder for the introvert i think so i i, I sort of feel I feel in a lot of ways that I'm a pretty introverted person that has developed skills of <laughs> through necessity to act like an extrovert. Uh, I was yeah. thinking about that. Um, I was kind of thinking about that. Like, uh, you know, I can be pretty good at keeping people away from me in some ways. Like, because uh, I sort of like to do characters, you know, and stuff. And I have like, you know, sometimes I. I have like if I do my host open mic, I sort of have a persona that I kind of use a little bit. Um, it's um, which is fun for me, and it's still like it's me doing it's authentic to myself. But it's like I do feel it's like yeah, I do. I go. My intention is to share art and music, and 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 to encourage and support others to share art and music. Um, but I, but I do sort of like keep a lot of my actual self to myself, mm-hmm. and I do feel like I'm a pretty introverted person. That's just wanted. I, I think I just see that, have learned that it's like you kind of have to like make yourself, you know? Because like, like the first open mic I ever played when I was like 
because I grew up like playing metal guitar in bands and stuff mostly. And like, and, and when I decided I had this experience, uh, when I was, uh, out of high school and I toured with this band and, and, and at the time it was like, you know, I, I was like, this is probably like my, you know, how like people don't understand what it's like to be musicians. So they'll tell you, they'll be like, are you trying to like make it? It's like, ah. You know, it's like yeah. the people see it as like one or the other. They don't see the middle levels of like, no, you can work. You know, you can just work like a normal person, right? And you may not be famous or may not make money, but you can work. You know, right? And, um, uh, but I, so I was like, th- I, 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 I hated this. I hated the music. I didn't. I, I loved the guys as people, but I didn't really like the way that they were approaching. Mm. The, the, you know, they were kind of like I just don't fit. I didn't feel like. It was like to me. I'm like, wow, man. I'm in a van. I'm on the road. This is like my thing. I've been dreaming about since. But you I didn't was... connect to it. Yeah, and 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 but and I just felt like it was just. But I sort of made this decision at that time of like, I'm quitting this because I hate it, and like I don't want to feel like I'm showing up with my guitar and I hate what I'm about to do. Yeah. So. I yeah like a, I like so I started to make myself. And I'm I, I've always written songs and sang and stuff, but I would never show them to anybody because I was afraid. And then, um, but so like when the first time I went to open mic, an open mic, I just found one and made myself go. It was just some shitty bar in Berea. Mm-hmm. But I sat in my car for like forty five minutes, got out, got back in. You know, I was terrified, you yeah, know, because. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, I know it's 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 hard if you're if you are introverted, but it's like it's kind of like. I don't know. I, I've I've had to force myself to do a lot of shit that I was uncomfortable with. You that's because that's a tough thing that you know. If you are an introverted person, but your passion is music, mm-hmm. uh, you know you gotta. You're right. You have to overcome it somehow because mm-hmm. you've got to be able to perform it. You've got to be confident enough to put yourself in front of a room, a room full of people. Yeah, and then people want to talk and they want to mingle. Yeah, it's tough. And, and that's I, all part of craft. Yeah, to me. You know, even just interacting with people like, yeah, you know, like that's all part of craft is like, that's part of it too, is like performing and, 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 you know, being able to make strangers feel comfortable and stuff like that is like, that's part of the craft of it too, of being uh, the performer side of it. And it's like, uh, it really is. And, and I feel like, uh, but it's funny because when I think about it like that, it is kind of like, uh. Yeah, that is part of craft, and I and I still like I don't I don't feel like uh, and I, and I, this is on purpose, you know. But I guess what I'm saying I'm just I'm sort of thinking about myself right now about like yeah I guess I like I I feel like I, I don't really I I don't really uh, I feel like I try to be pretty open person, but it's like but that there's an element of it that is like skills I've developed in order to yeah. commit my life to this thing I want to do, you know. Yeah. When really, like, it is, it could be draining, you know. If I have, if I have, you know, come home from some or some fucking gig where like people are just talking and not, and, and you, and, and I don't play covers really. So at mm-hmm. this point, so it's like, because I want to be able to have material for every situation and every mood, and and and, and um, you know, it's like we were talking about outside about like, uh, taking yourself too seriously or something. It's like, it's like I want to yeah. have stuff that's like. F- fun and and stuff that's yeah uh, I, I mostly want it to be fun you know i, I want to I, I i but it's like uh yeah but it but it, it could be draining you know sometimes i just want to st- i don't i don't a lot of times a lot of times when i'm home i just like it's like i don't even want to get out of bed you know it's like i'm like i have to stay here and conserve <laughs> for what i'm gonna do later yeah you know? yeah that is tough. You're right, man. That's just part of this part of it, and I'm sure that comes n- more naturally for some people and others. You know, maybe in your situation, it's like, man, you got to really put some effort into that social aspect of it. Which, yeah, that's because I think. Well, I think what's the main like the, like one of the big differences? Like it, it, people say, like extroverts are energized by social interaction, mm-hmm. and introverts are drained. I guess it depends on who I'm around, but in general, it's more draining to me, I think. Yeah. Even though I enjoy it too, but it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had to, 
definitely conquer a lot of social anxiety and that's an ongoing battle as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then, so like, uh, when did you discover that you had a a knack for writing lyrics? Was that Mm. something that came early on or was that something that you had to put a lot of work in as well? I think I put a lot of work in on lyrics too. I think the more that I, it's another thing where it's like the words where I'm at right now is that the words just have to, they have to serve the melody. Like it's that same thing of like my philosophy of just for me, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm not saying this as a rule for other people. Sure. It's just, but so, um, because I went through, you know, and like I said, I grew up like, would listen like knowing a Bruce Springsteen, so I know like you know I, I definitely I love Bob Dylan like I I love Bob Dylan like it's one of my favorite artists, especially old man Bob Dylan like from the nineties forward, and, and uh, but I, even with him, it's like you realize like his words are pretty musical, and and it's not like um listening to like a Towns Van Zan or John Prine or something where it's like more clever it's like the words i've gone through my periods of like i would say about five seven years ago something like that where i was like understanding like that element of rock and roll that happened in the 1960s where like bob dylan basically caused it the realization that you could combine it like literary elements with with this rock and roll music and it and, Mm -hmm. and 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 it can be a powerful thing but I really think lyrics, it, it, they come in all kinds of different ways. But I also, I mean, I, I, I love, I, I love like, I love to read. I love, I love um, poetry and stuff, and I, I incorporate that. And, and I think when I was younger, I, I always loved to write lyrics, but in more abstract. You know, I was listening to like a lot of Yes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I love, and that was like where I, I like the words just have to carry feelings, and I don't really know. Um, and and they have to just like feel right. I don't really know. Um, I, you know, if I, I'm not a novelist or something, so it's the the lyrics. Are, they're kind of mysterious to me. You know, that uh, did the lyrics happen similar to the way the music does, where you kind of wait for that lightning to strike, and they just kind of you're like, I know this melody, I know what I'm trying to say here, and the words just come out. Or is it something that you've got to sit down and maybe work on? Like, it's, it's it's both a little bit. Yeah. I I think usually for me it'll be like. I'll have an idea that's a phrase or words in a melody that come at the same time. And then I try to be intentional about, okay, how does this make sense? A lot of times it's like, write it first, whatever it is, let it come. Don't try and affect it. That's how you get writer's block is if, mm-hmm. if you stop yourself. I think writer's block in any form of creativity is like yeah. – there's something in your subconscious that you're not willing to admit. So you stop yourself. The thing is, just write it. You don't have to show yeah. anybody. So, but it's so, the, yeah, usually it's like the words and melody will, some uh, some idea will come at. And then once I have a form, like once I have a melody and I know that this is the verse, this is the chord, yeah. then it's kind of just like filling in the blanks. Right. And then the decisions for like, what are the right I mean, it's, you could. It, that's hard. That's just. Mm. I don't. I don't really know how to explain that. It, that's even still mysterious to me. You know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I get it. That is tough to. It's hard to explain. It's like certain things like that. It's like it just happens. Yeah, I want to be able to explain it. That's part of it. But yeah, it's just there is an element to it that's just kind of like it's just. A lot of times I'll write a song and I don't know what it's about until like a week later or a year later. I realize like oh. Yeah. Because I like to operate like that because I want it to feel sp- generally spontaneous. Sometimes I sit down. Sometimes if it's more topical or something or if it's about something I saw in the news or something that I was upset about, then it's maybe a little more technical trying to like be on topic and mm-hmm. stuff. But I write a lot of love songs, and a lot of stuff that just comes from yep. being frustrated by <laughs> oh, relationships yeah. and stuff like that. So, and I like to write from that place. I feel like it's a, songs are a healthy place to put that 
yeah. energy. You know, I, I always think like writing a song or making a piece of art, that's about the least harmful thing you could do to somebody. So <laughs> that's part of why I like to spend my time that yeah, way. Yeah, that's a know? good way to look at it. Yeah. And plus, it's those real experiences, right? That's what, Those are the best things to write about. Yeah. And you could be super aggressive. Hopefully, you're not mean, but you could be mean in a song too, and it's really not, it don't <laughs> fucking really matter. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Like, do you find that you most, mostly write like from, personal real experiences or do you write like some fiction type of lyrics too i think i more write from personal real experiences and then um will decorate them mm-hmm. you know with with you know decorate them just with symbols or images or decorate them with uh but also try to be kind of direct, you know. Uh, one of my things, like this past summer, like I went on this, I really uh, went on this Ray Charles thing with his, like the first few records of his, and especially the first one. And it's like he's always singing to someone that's not there or something. Like he gets some, and 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 the lyrics are so simple, but they're sort of like perfect. And 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 I I like that sort of. Uh, but they're also general, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want for me, I don't really like when stuff gets too confessional. Mm-hmm. It can be confessional, but part of the art of it to me is like concealing it and delivering it in a way where it seems like what's the truth of it, I guess, is trying to figure out what's the truth of it. Not like to me, but like what is the truth of this situation? To the listener. So like, that right. someone else can, you know, see see themselves in it sort of. Sure. So it's not about me, you know, crying about myself, you mm-hmm. know. Just vague enough that somebody could listen to it and maybe make their own interpretation or relate it to themselves, right? I, I think a, gr- too a, a great song specific. to me is like a it's like a Toyota Camry. Uh-huh. Anybody can get in it and drive it, and it's gonna get you where you need to go. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's that. That makes perfect sense. That's a good way to look at it. It's a good perspective. If it's built right, like anybody's gonna be able to sing it and be like, yeah, this is that's yeah, that's a pretty good song. You know, I, I, that's how I, I, I try to. Yeah, I guess a lot of it's trying to get myself out of the way of the song, um, and then I yeah, I mean I, you know. Delivering, I like, I do work on that too. I like delivering the songs, like in terms of like working on my voice and my guitar playing and how I'm accompanying myself. But I think, but before I think about that stuff, it's like the song just has to work, it has to be built right on its own. You mm-hmm. know? Good roots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, so you said coming up, like, like, uh, so you're working, you're doing your gigs, you got open mic stuff, you're doing uh, your solo, like acoustic shows, mm-hmm. occasional shows with the bands. Uh, you said you're going to work on it. You're working at full length right now? That's my plan for the year. Are um, you got some, are you making, like, where are you at with that? Well, where I'm at right now is trying to find money. So if you have rich people that listen to this podcast. Hey. But, um, uh, but, uh, Jeremy and <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> but, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, basically it's, it's just figuring out, yeah, like how, how I'm going to, how I'm going to fund it, you know, is basically. So, you, so you're going to go to a studio. You don't record. I thought you kind of record it in house now. So. Well, I started doing that cause of COVID. Yeah. And prior to that, I never did that. I mean, I had, oh. I bought, I never, I didn't have an interface or anything. So all my, yeah, all my, like, I basically look at all those monthly singles that I did, which you could find on my Spotify and Bandcamp. They're there and there's like. 50 of them or whatever. Yeah. I basically look at them as pretty cool demos because I, I don't, I, the more, you know, towards the end of it, like the last few months of the year last year, I did start to branch out and work with actual engineers. So the quality went up as the, towards gotcha. the end of that run. But, um, you know, I, hey, even some of those songs that I already released as, as part of those singles, they, they're fair game that they could be on the record. You that know, makes sense. You know, yeah, I'll probably work at Suma out in Painesville because um, Dave Shaw, that's in my band, is like one of the main engineers there. Um, and I would like to do it. I would like to just work like to tape and and kind of make it in the way that most of the records that I love are made. So um, yeah. not in any sort of throwback way or anything. It's just I just feel like there's a quality to the kind of – for the kind of music that I am making, I've, that that it lends itself to to, to working that way, yeah. you know, just guys in a room, sure. And uh, 
so yeah, that's my plan. I don't, I don't have a timeline for that. Um, and nobody's really waiting for it. So I can kind of like take my time and do it right. And, um, but that's what I want to do. I kind of, I also feel like from my experience of doing those singles every month, um, I'm proud of it cause I committed to something and I followed through on it. Uh, but I also sort of feel like there's something to even in this day and age of where it's every a lot of people are just doing singles or a lot of it's like artistically there's something to making a statement of like a cohesive record and sure. I'm just interested in doing that because I've never really done it. Also, there's you know? something about a album, front, yeah, front to back, mm-hmm. like just it's it's a complete. Thing, body of work. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, right. You're right. Nowadays, people just release singles with like one or two songs because mm-hmm. that's the attention span of majority of music listeners these days. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, obviously. But um, but I also kind of imagine that like uh, releasing those singles, that had have been kind of therapeutic to get you through oh, yeah. COVID too, right? Like For me, it was because um, – it's so satisfying to make something from start to finish, mm-hmm. and and, it, and 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 then the, um, also those singles are kind of all over the place. I had no one of the funnest things about it was like the only pressure I put on myself was like first Friday of every month because I because I piggybacked it off of um, Bandcamp Friday. Oh are, yeah, are you aware of that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so like it was like the first Friday of each month. They would waive the fees right. because of co- musicians dealing with COVID and stuff. So I was like, "Oh, so first Friday of every month, I'll just put out a new single." And then, um, uh, I, but I didn't put any other parameters on it. Like sometimes the two songs went together. Sometimes the B side was like had nothing to do with A side, and it'd be like, well, "These don't go together." Or, mm-hmm. But it kind of didn't matter. And so I think part of working like that for two years, which is fun because it's always spontaneous, always just first, it could be something brand new that I just built top to bottom right there. Or it could have been an old song that just came into my mind. And that was just what I went with. I didn't really question it. I just did it and put it out. And that was that. But working like that, I feel like now I'm sort of like, okay, well, now let's do the opposite kind of thing of like, be more intentional about a, mm-hmm. a piece of a body of work. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the listener of this episode, if you like, you should go listen to Ray's music and if you have, and if you have the, the funds to help Ray get this record done, (laughs) you can email me, (coughs) excuse me. You could email me or earhammerrecords at gmail.com and I'll, 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 I'll I'll get you in contact with Ray. (laughs) So let's get that. Let's get that record. Let's hook up Ray. Come on. I know somebody out there has got the disposable income. (laughs) Yeah, Bill, get that 10%. (laughs) No, I don't don't want 10%. (laughs) It's all Ray's man. Uh, Um, but yeah, so that's, that's really exciting, man. I hope, uh, I'm excited for you. See what you release in the future, and I love what you're doing. Love what you've done. Did you ever get any feedback from anybody during that COVID time where they were like, "Your those consistent releases were kind of you know people looking forward to them, and they were that was helping a little." Yeah, I, yeah. I've had some people um, come up and say things, or sometimes yeah, some somebody will come up to me and um, and tell me something that I was like, oh, really? I didn't think anybody was listening to that. So um, That's exciting. Yeah, and I have friends, like close friends of mine that um, that I often share music with and stuff that I know, like, who I guess are, are also fans kind of, but 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 but, but I, people have expressed, which was cool because, I, 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 you know, for me, it helped me. So, mm-hmm. uh, that, it, yeah, I, I have had some some a lot of good feedback, even just from the standpoint of like whether yeah like pe- people like <laughs> you know pat me on the back for doing it, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah I, I feel like it's been um, people have been kind about it. That's cool. Yeah, around town at least. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we covered quite a bit. I think this. Be a baby. Oops! I usually turn the volume off of my phone. That's my bad. Um, I did a lot of rambling. Hopefully, it wasn't too boring. No, dude. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was great. I, it was great to get you know here. Just get that perspective. Was you know who mm-hmm. you are as a person. Hey, your perspective on all the music. I think that was great. Um, 
Is there anything that you think we maybe we left out that you'd want to mention? rayflanagan.bandcamp.com. I try to direct people to Bandcamp, but I know they're going to listen to it on Spotify. But sure. um, uh, yeah, that's that's a bit about it. I'm on Instagram, Ray A. Flanagan, at all, well, on any socials. I don't use Twitter that much because I think you have to be like super famous for it to be useful at all. But I can't, I can't <laughs> find the highest, the hardest thing for me to and, get Twitter and going at all. Facebook's just. I don't know. I like Instagram actually. <laughs> it's my favorite. And, and it's it's the most it's the most you know, there's not as much fighting on Instagram because mm. it's not set up for that as much. Like you can't really you can't you could can fight with someone on Facebook uh, in yeah. the comments section. There's the only thing about Facebook is they have the events where you can you can make yeah. an event and it will you can just you hit that little button interested or yep. going and it reminds you. I, mm-hmm. I like that's the only thing about Facebook that I like. I agree about that is like <clears throat> in terms of like I, most of the time because uh, I've go I go back and forth between like if I don't have anything coming up in a week or something, like it's like I'll just delete them off my phone and stuff. But it's like it, it, Facebook is probably the most useful one for like staying updated on like what's going on and you know yeah. if you're if you're off on a Saturday night and see what music's going on at different places it's like right but um like we're on Instagram you'd have to actually go and find it kind of or hope yeah it's that, not set up it, it, you're right Facebook events you. are are a big part of why the the usefulness of it but I also just know yeah the like the algorithm is so f- tuned in yeah. I wish like. I wish I was doing what I'm doing now when I was younger in terms of like just because like, yeah, when I was like, you know, 15 posting Megadeth guitar solo covers on YouTube, yeah, it, it, they got would get they would get more views and grow more organically. Now it's so tuned in. It's like mm-hmm. if you're not trying to follow that, it's like. And I saw, and I don't. So it's like right. I just, I just notice. You know, I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, I, I'll post a, a, a video that I feel like has has good quality audio on it and stuff, and post it on Facebook, and then just watch it and get hidden by the algorithm. Whereas, like, even five years ago, would have probably got like twice as many. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to navigate that stuff. They want that, you to pay to boost it, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's and like, even then, it's like you kind of got to pay a lot of money for that to be effective at all. And then right. it's like, is it worth it just to get more likes on something? Because I, I don't know. You know, it's right. I don't know. I don't, are the, they quality likes or are they just like, or are they just likes? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's mysterious. It's mysterious too. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I don't. Um, I don't have interest in. Uh, it's one of those things. Where it's like I don't have interest in getting good at that. It's like part of my thing is like. Hopefully, it's somewhere down the road I can find someone that wants to help me with that, mm-hmm. you know, or that I have money to pay to do that. But it's like, um, yeah, because the only thing I know uh, is is just to be myself, you know, and uh, that doesn't always go viral. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it, yeah, it should, but yeah, it doesn't always. No, I don't think it should or shouldn't. It's just, it's just, it's just like uh, it's just like you just feel like you could just feel like you're throwing your heart against the wall sometimes, and yeah. But at the same time, I think it makes you tougher. You know, I think it just is anything with dealing with being in music and and or any sort of like where you're performing and making art is like. Um, you better get good at f- the feeling of rejection and mm-hmm. not let it deter you, you know, right. because, um, yeah, you just gotta, if you don't believe in what you're doing, like you're not going to find other people that do it for you, you know, um, that's, that's true. it's a hard, hard lesson to learn. And that's a lesson that I, you know, I, you never stop learning, you know, <laughs> I you gotta can, have some thick skin, some confidence, but check yourself to not be a dick. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the line yeah, of mus- yeah. being a musician. <laughs> that, that's the most, most important thing in any situation is yeah. just like try not to be a fucking dick. You yeah. know, it's like, and we all are sometimes probably, but it's like, uh, you know, check yourself. Like you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, shit, man. That was really cool having you come down and talking. And yeah, this is awesome. Was, this I'll, is, this is a cool, this is cool. It's great to meet you and, uh, cool. yeah, you great too, to man. connect and, um, Thanks for having me in your space and Hell talking yeah. to me. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, it, for listeners, go check out Ray Flanagan stuff. And do you use Ray A? Do you use the mi- middle initial? Yeah, somebody, a lot? somebody took my uh, my my middle name is Arthur. 
Okay. So Raymond Arthur Flanagan is my full name. So that's what the A is about. But somebody had Ray Flanagan, and I didn't want to put like Ray Flanagan one. So I just put my middle initial. Okay. So Ray A. Flanagan. Yeah. Yeah. Check out his music. Uh, Dude, you're super talented. (laughs) Uh, I was blown away when I saw you play at Winchester. I'm like, this dude's, this dude's got, this Uh, got it going on. Oh, thanks so much, man. That's very sweet. So Uh, I'm glad you you came down. It was really cool to hear your story and your perspective and stuff. And so all the best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude. Thank you. (laughs)